Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, now 6 o'clock. And uh, we have uh, 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 we have a couple of uh, stories this morning, that uh, breaking news for you. An officer involved shooting in West Wichita this morning at Central and Robin. This is near Central and Tyler on the west side. Police had reportedly been talking with an armed woman several hours when she was shot by an officer. Inside the apartment, police found a dead teenager. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. Kansas Bureau of Investigation and Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office are investigating the shooting. A woman was injured in a house fire this morning in Hayesville. Around 1 a.m., firefighters were called to the 600 block of South Twin Pines near 79th Street South and Broadway with a report of someone trapped. They rescued a woman from a garage. Sedgwick County Fire Battalion Chief Justin Moritz. Two pets were also rescued from the house. No other people were at home. There were no other, no other injuries for firefighters. No other personnel in the house. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. A site near MacArthur Road and Meridian in South Wichita has been selected to become the location for the South Central Regional Psychiatric Hospital. Sedgwick County Commissioners met in executive session Friday and authorized the county to begin negotiations on the building project. County Commissioner David Dennis says the new site will serve not just the county, but address delays in the court system for all of South Central Kansas. They go back to jail then. Uh, They are still not convicted of a crime. They may be in jail for six months, nine months, a year before that we can get them uh, a slot at Larned. The hospital will serve acute inpatient mental health patients and will also be the location for adult forensic beds to alleviate jail overcrowding and shorten wait times on pending evaluations and treatment. A 14-year-old boy from Wichita was arrested Saturday on two counts of felony murder and one count of a juvenile in possession of a firearm in connection to Friday night shootings in northeast Wichita. Just before midnight, Wichita police responded to the 5200 block of East Kensington, northeast of 13th and Oliver, to the report of shots fired. At about the same time, officers were dispatched to an area hospital for the report of two walk-in shooting victims. 14-year-old Imani Shears and 19-year-old Jaquez Roberts, both of Wichita, died from their injuries. 
Wichita police believe that all parties involved in the incident knew each other and were meeting at the location of the shooting. The deaths marked the second and third criminal homicides in Wichita this year. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Police Chief Joe Sullivan released this statement Saturday. Receiving notifications about shootings is always disheartening, and it becomes even more saddening when it involves the loss of a child's life. This has to stop. As a community, we must demonstrate to our young people that there are alternatives to violence. Three American service members have been killed and 25 others injured following a drone attack by Iran-backed militants in Jordan near the Syrian border. Fox's Jennifer Griffin says this is nothing new for Iran. They're using this as an opportunity and with the the mood in the in Arab capitals and across the Middle East uh, uh, against both Israel and the United States. Uh, they're using this as an opportunity to to try and again see they're pressuring the U.S. trying to see if the U.S. will pull back its forces and leave the Middle East. It's something that again goes back to the Reagan period period when uh, U.S. Marines and the U.S. Marine barracks was bombed in Lebanon to get the U.S. out of the Middle East. Uh, This has been Iran's goal for decades. The attack occurred on the night of January 27th, and three soldiers were killed. Dozens were injured. KNSS News time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Good morning, Stephen. Ted of the morning here on KNSS. 6.09 now. Nine minutes past six o'clock on this Monday morning. Emergency crews responded to four crashes in around 90 minutes Saturday morning in Wichita. Light freezing drizzle fell across the city Saturday morning. That may have contributed to the accidents. A man suffered critical injuries in a house fire in South Wichita Saturday afternoon in the 2100 block of Victoria. Cause of the fire is under investigation and a damage estimate has not been released. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley questioned former President Donald Trump's stamina and age at a rally in Conway, South Carolina. I happen to always say that I think we need to have mental competency tests for anybody over the age of 75. He took offense to that. A New Jersey man got a great deal on gas in neighboring Delaware until police showed up. $1,700 worth of fuel for less than 20 bucks. Kelvin Jerron Brand is accused of manipulating a gas pump at a Wawa gas station in Delaware. State police who responded to a reported fuel theft found a special device fastened to the pump. They also found multiple containers filled with gasoline in the back of Jerron Brand's work van. He was taken into custody without incident and was charged with shoplifting, conspiracy, and possession of burglar tools. According to investigators, multiple Wawa gas stations have been targeted recently. Pam Puso, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 610, 10 minutes past 6 o'clock. Taking a look at things in traffic this morning, it's pretty cold outside as far as traffic is concerned. However... Roadways look to be in good shape. Of course, it's below freezing, so watch out for that occasional slick spot. But really, things looking fairly good out there. We did have a jump in the gasoline prices. The high end up to two seventy nine a gallon, kind of back up to two seventy nine a gallon, and even that low end two forty nine ish. So that's even up just a little bit. I spotted that uh, 
uh, pretty close to Maple and Ridge. Traffic update from 98.7, 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell out of the mid to upper 30s across south central Kansas overnight. We're expecting to run well above average today. Our normal high this time of year is 45. Today's high 62. Some clouds will move on in this evening with a frontal boundary, our low 35. Sunny Tuesday and 58. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a clear sky, southwest wind at 3 miles per hour, 36 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello. It is a Monday morning, Ted. We had a sunny, warmer day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature was 55 degrees. Normal high is 45. We haven't had that uh, that kind of temperature for quite a while. It was on this date in 2002 that what is considered to be the second worst ice storm to hit Kansas began. Occurring over a three-day period from January 29th to the 31st, the ice storm produced a mixture of sleet and freezing rain across southwest, south-central, and eastern Kansas. Hideous ice accumulations were produced, ranging from one to four inches. Four inches of ice. Hmm. It's not good. Power outages lasted one to two weeks. Damage S uh, was around $60 million. That was in 2002. Had on the state in 1936, the first inductees of Baseball's Hall of Fame, including Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, were named in Cooperstown, New York. Those are a couple no-brainers to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, that was 1936. A snowboarder spent 15 hours trapped overnight inside a ski lift gondola amid freezing temperatures at a Lake Tahoe resort. That's according to officials and media reports. The woman boarded the gondola around 5 p.m. Thursday at Heavenly Ski Resort, expecting to ride down the mountain because she was too tired to snowboard. But she says the lift stopped just minutes later while she was still in the sky. She yelled for help, but no one heard her. She wasn't found until the lift started again Friday. Ski Resort is investigating what happened. That would be frightening. I, I... what the last summer and a couple couple summers ago went to uh, with the family down to uh, New Mexico and in Red River they've got a uh, ski lift there. We don't ski or anything, but it, it's the summertime. But we do like to ride it. So my daughter especially likes to get on the ski lift. But Jed, when you're up in that little seat up there, you're quite a ways above ground, mm-hmm. dangling up there. So if she was up there all night. That must have been kind of frightening for her. Fans storming the court after big wins in college basketball and the safety risks associated with that have received more scrutiny in the week since Iowa star Caitlin Clark collided with an Ohio State fan after the Buckeyes upset of the Hawkeyes in Columbia. There have been at least five more instances since the Clark incident on January 21st, and ESPN analyst Jay Bilas on Saturday called for an end to the tradition. Bylas wrote in a text message to the Associated Press that court storming will continue, but what, that it is inevitable that somebody is going to get hurt. Apparently, apparently somebody already has. So I, what they're talking about there, Ted, is what? Is it a big game or is it a very big win and everybody goes running out of the court? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Happens forever. <laughs> 
how do you stop it? I don't know. Stop Maybe. letting fans come to the game? Yeah, just the, make them stay away. That'd be good. Today is the... Uh, when when 5,000 people decide to do something, you can't stop it. Yeah, unless they're going to have armed guards by the court. That's the only thing it's going to solve. That's an idea. Right? People with guns by the court is <laughs> the only you way on you're going to stop this. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think I like to celebrate a, a victory as much as anybody, but I just kind of... And we just kind of stand there and scream and jump up and down. I wouldn't want to run on any court anyway. All right. That's this be, hey, we had a big win yesterday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so, potato soup, what do you know about it? It's one of my favorites. You make your own? I do. Oh. I made some a couple weeks ago. We made some yesterday, Shelly and I. We had uh, plenty to do uh, to, to keep ourselves busy uh, yesterday, waiting for the ball game to start. So she had me cut up the potatoes. I've never done this before. Okay, I cut up the potatoes. I got the onions, chopped onion, and yeah. I got the celery going. And Those are two ingredients that are not in my potato soup. She came in and put the rest of it together, and we haven't tasted it yet. Which is it's, it's going to be it's going to be fresh this morning. You don't you don't what are you putting yours in? You like uh, to keep it kind of plain? Potatoes and bacon. You got bacon, that's cream a, cheese, sour cream. Oh, that would be good, man. Some parsley be, and chives. I have to find your recipe. That mm. sounds, sounds pretty good. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> I put everything in it. All right, it is potato soup. Well, it's there's onion salt and onion powder, but not onions themselves. Right, okay. nor celery. Okay. It's uh, six seventeen here on this Monday morning, and let's check leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Uh, Pretty big football game yesterday in Baltimore, Ted. Yeah, the AFC Championship winner goes to the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs visiting the top seed in the conference, the Baltimore Ravens. And the Chiefs early on in this one, getting the ball moving and getting points on the scoreboard. Here's Mitch Holtis with the call on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Tenth play of the Chiefs drive is first and ten after the penalty at the Raven 19 near hash. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelce. Comes back to the ball and hauls it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Chiefs got into the end zone a couple times early in this one. Had a 10-point lead for a lot of the game. It seemed like a 20-point lead the way the Chiefs' defense was playing. By the way, Travis Kelsey there. When Patrick Mahomes was throwing to Kelsey, 11 for 11. They did not miss. Kelsey ended up with 11 catches for 116 yards. Got that touchdown. But, boy, the story of this game was the Kansas City Chiefs defense completely stifling a very good Baltimore Ravens team on offense that just could not find an answer against the Chiefs yesterday. And the Chiefs defense comes up with the biggest play of the game. Flowers sprints out to the near side. Sneeds on him. Shotgun position. As they now shift, they've got a wide receiver, Aguilar, tight to the right side. Back to throw is Lamar Jackson. Over the middle, caught by Zay Flowers, and lunges for the end zone. They're going to say the ball's out. They're going to say the ball is out in the end zone. The Chiefs think they have the ball in the end zone. No official has been given yet. They're going to say a touchback. The Chiefs recover the ball in the end zone. Zay Flowers caught the ball. And fumbles the ball into the the end zone. The runner fumbles short of the goal line. Recovered in the end zone by Kansas Kansas City. Has a touchback. Zay Flowers hit short of the end zone and fumbles the ball. 
Oh, my. Inches from the end zone. The Chiefs punch it out. Baltimore ends up with zero points on that drive. And the Kansas City Chiefs go on the road and get it done again. And the Ravens fans are heading to the exits. But the story of this game in the second half, the Chiefs defense. This game is over! And you can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons! The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions at the AFC. 17-10 to 10 over the Ravens. How about that? The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in a five-year stretch. It's only the third time it's ever happened in NFL history. Mm. The Chiefs continue to write their amazing next chapter, their amazing story here in the Patrick Mahomes era. Chiefs will go to the Super Bowl. Who will be the opponent? Well, for quite a while yesterday, it looked like the Detroit Lions were going to win the NFC on the road at San Francisco. The Lions had a 24-7 lead in the second half and blew it. Purdy is under center. He takes the snap. He backpedals a step. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. The sideline's empty. With a comeback for the ages, the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl and ripping the heart out of the Lions. San Francisco overcomes a 17-point halftime deficit to beat Detroit 34-31. And for the eighth time, the franchise of the 49ers will play for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It'll be the Chiefs and the 49ers in Las Vegas in a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Coverage there on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Yeah, we're 13 days away from the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the 49ers. You'll hear the game right here on KNSS. The Chiefs are a one-point underdog right now going into that matchup. College men's basketball yesterday afternoon at Coke Arena, Wichita State, hosting SMU. And the Shocks were down by 11 points in the first half in this one. And then the Shockers kind of dominated this game in the final 28 minutes, coming back against the Mustangs. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl with the call on 103.7 KEYN. Wichita State with the ball, down one, 40 seconds to go in regulation. Bell drives right out to Poto, underneath for DeGray, another layup. And the Shockers take the lead with 35 seconds to go. Nice. The Shocks went on an 8-0 run in the final 100 seconds and beat SMU 77-72. How about that? The Shockers, the last team in the conference to finally get a conference win. An 8 is our key number here. The Shockers snap an 8-game losing streak, and they have now defeated SMU 8 times in a row. Shocks have their number. Nice win, fun win for the Shockers yesterday afternoon at Coke Arena. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 6.22 now, Stephen Ted in the morning. And coming up, we got Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Cleaning can be dangerous, he says. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on this Monday morning. 36 degrees. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has vetoed the flat tax bill. The governor had said she was willing to have other tax conversations, but would not sign a proposal that includes a single-rate income tax. Senate President Ty Masterson and House Speaker Dan Hawkins both condemned Kelly's veto. 
Hawkins says House Republicans will attempt a veto override. Masterson says the governor was unwilling to work across the aisle. The search continues for the bronze statue of Jackie Robinson, stolen from McAdams Park in North Wichita. Crime Stoppers and League 42 are offering a $2,500 reward for information leading to the arrest of the suspects and a $5,000 reward for the recovery of the statue. Wichita Metro Crime Commission President Steve Colmia says this type of vandalism needs to be stopped. It's time for us, and thanks to our WPD, to take our city back from this type of vandalism. It's uncalled for. Anyone with information about this crime is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. Israeli officials could reach a ceasefire deal with Hamas soon. Fox's Jeff Paul has the latest. Officials say the deal would stop Israel's military campaign for two months in exchange for more than 100 hostages captured during the October 7th attacks by Hamas. Israel says there are still some gaps in the talks with the U.S., Qatar and Egypt, but calls them constructive. They are expected to continue next week. If the deal were agreed to by Israel and Hamas, it would be divided into two phases. The first phase would see Hamas release women, children, wounded, and elderly hostages over 30 days. The second phase would see the rest of the hostages freed. In turn, Israel would cease military operations in Gaza and allow humanitarian aid to enter the country. President Biden urging Congress to accept a deal to stem the flow of migrants across the southern border, but Republicans are at odds about it. The president calls the proposed reforms tough and fair. Oklahoma Republican James Lankford is one of the Senate negotiators. He says the goal is zero illegal crossings daily. That means... There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport. But Republican Florida Senator Rick Scott says the president can close the border, but won't. So a deal won't help. If we can't force Biden to to secure the border, we need to shut the border today. Both men on Fox News Sunday. House Speaker Mike Johnson said the deal would be dead on arrival in his chamber. Gernal Scott, Fox News. There are no scheduled meetings this week for the Wichita City Council and Sedgwick County Commission. City Council does not hold meetings on the fifth Tuesday of the month. Their next regular meeting takes place February 6th. The county will take a week from meetings as well. They will be back Wednesday, February 7th. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky, cool across Wichita and south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny with temperatures reaching the upper 50s by lunchtime, 62 this afternoon. Clouds move on in this evening, clearing overnight to low 35. Sunny, not as warm on Tuesday with a high 58. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a clear sky, 36 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 6.34, Monday morning, Stephen Ted. Hey, Kansas Day, Ted. How about that? What, it is uh, Kansas Day. 1861, was it? Yeah. I think it's 60. Sounds right. That's Kansas. correct. Kansas became a state. We came into the Union as a uh, free state. Uh, and one of the most volatile times in our nation's history. <laughs> Absolutely. Kansas becomes a state. Kansas was born when there was a big storm going on, a big storm. And there were there was Gosh. bloody violence and death oh, prior to the Civil War in Kansas and Missouri. Especially up and down that line between mm-hmm. Kansas and Missouri over there. 
635. Now, coming up uh, an hour from now, we'll check in with the Wichita mayor, Lily Wu. It's Money's with the Mayor with Steve and Ted, and we'll see what she's got going on today. I've missed the first two episodes of yeah. Mayor Wu They've been, with us. been good so I've missed far. the last two Mondays. Yeah. Well, we'll have one Glad to be here today. An hour from now, we'll let you in on it, okay? On this date in 1919, the ratification of the 18th Amendment to the Constitution, establishing the prohibition of alcohol, was certified by Acting Secretary of State Frank L. Polk. Yeah. There you go. Taking away the booze, or trying to. Never quite got that done, but uh, they had places called speakeasies where you could go behind with the police power. Yeah, people found a way. Yeah, they found a way. That's a World's largest cruise ship is on its maiden voyage from the port of Miami. Royal Caribbean's icon of the seas left South Florida Saturday for its first seven-day island-hopping voyage through the tropics. Ship runs nearly 1,200 feet from bow to stern. The icon, at 12 football fields, the icon of the seas is, is divided into eight neighborhoods across 20 decks, the equivalent of nearly four city blocks. Ship includes a six water slides, seven swimming pools, an ice skating rink, a theater, and more than 40 restaurants, bars, and lounges. The ship can carry up to 7,600 passengers at maximum capacity, along with more than 2,300 crew members. The icon of the seas. That's almost, you know, that's big. I'm not sure I want to be on a vessel with 10,000 people that large. Uh, I know I I don't. (laughs) I'm rather certain I do not want to either. Uh, Ted, every year. Meanwhile, uh, the norovirus is jumping up and down and cheering. <laughs> yeah. They're back. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope every cruise they have on that huge ship is just fine. I hope so. Every year, thousands of Minnesotans vote on names for the giant machines that clear the state's roads. Winners over the years have included Plowy McPlowface, Scoop Dog, and <laughs> Hans Nolo. There you go. The Minnesota Department of Transportation expected to announce winners of its 2023-2024 Name a Snowplow Contest next week. Minnesota will add eight selections to more than three dozen names already gracing trucks. State began naming its 800 plows in 2020. The contest's popularity has prompted states and cities across the country to hold similar contests to name their snow plows. I would think you'd run out of Cute snappy names of snowplows after about 10. Have you seen this social media? There's never-ending flow of snowplowing of anything. <laughs> yeah, they'll get plenty. I'm sure of that. It's uh, 6.38, Stephen 10 of the morning here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Friday, the live cattle and feeder cattle futures had another session of new highs for the move to the upside and close positive. Now, cash cattle trading volume last week was much improved, as were the prices being paid to the feed yards. This Wednesday is the cattle inventory report at 2 o'clock. Lean hogs also continued Friday to make new highs for the move to the upside and close positive. On the close Friday, April live cattle, 97 cents higher at 181.67. 
March feeders a dollar fifty-two higher at two thirty-nine seventy, and April lean hogs up seventy cents at eighty-three twenty-five. Now the trading and the close Friday were negative for the wheat, corn, and soybean futures. On the weekly charts, November soybeans closed negative for the seventh week of the past eight weeks. Now overnight trading was negative with new lows being made in the soybeans. Last week, March Casey wheat gained seventeen cents. March corn gained a penny. March soybeans lost four cents for the week. At the moment, March Kansas City wheat twelve cents lower at six twelve and three quarters. March corn down four cents at four forty two and a half, and March soybeans down eight and a quarter at twelve oh one. March crude oil is down eight cents at seventy seven ninety three. We did trade as high as seventy nine twenty nine last night. April gold is eleven dollars sixty cents higher at two thousand forty seven seventy. March S and P two and three quarter points higher at forty nine hundred nineteen. March dollar index thirteen cents higher one oh three thirty six and March Dow Jones futures ten points lower at thirty eight thousand two forty eight. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Love for Commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to top. Well, Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I see the ticket prices are a little bit steep. Oh, you already checked it out. How many how many are you gonna buy? I, I was I was reading a new article about it. It looked like the cheapest seats were like sixty five hundred and for some really great seats thirty thousand. Hmm. You know you can listen to it for free here on KNSS. Yes. Exactly. That's <laughs> the best thing to do. Well, there you go. All right, so we're going back to Super Bowl. You know, the, a couple of weeks ago or the last few weeks seemed like the every time uh, Mahomes hits one of his receivers in the hands, they dropped it. Yesterday they caught everything. That was quite what a, a difference. Quite a difference. Quite a departure. And yet they didn't score that many points. Yeah. They, they didn't score that much. So, but anyway, next second half. I tell you what, I think they, I think Steve, they got to thank their defense an awful lot oh. for getting them where they are. Yeah. Second half of three points was scored by both teams. Wow. Anyway, it's it's uh, it's, it's great to see the Chiefs going back to Super Bowl again. Thank you, sir. You we will check with you again tomorrow morning. That's a KNSS Commodities Update with Steve at 10 in the morning here. Tom Leffer on KNSS. And coming up, we've got the uh, the uh, got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker on the way. So keep it right here. Steve at 10 in the morning on KNSS. Steve at 10 in the morning, KNSS. 647 here on this Monday morning, Kansas Day. Three big things. Three. Kansas Governor Kelly vetoes a flat tax bill. Republicans will try to override that veto. Two. Sedgwick County Commission chooses Meridian and MacArthur as the site for a new state psychiatric hospital. One. 14-year-old boy arrested in a shooting that killed two other teens in northeast Wichita. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. This morning, things in traffic, well, the traffic volumes are picking up a little bit, but it's not really causing any problems out there. Things in traffic are looking good. High end of the gasoline prices is up to $279 a gallon. We're actually kind of back up to $279 a gallon. That's a pretty common price out there. Uh, there are still some places uh, that have got those lower prices like we had last week or the last several weeks, but... Even that low end price is up a little bit. Two forty nine lowest I found this morning. That's near uh, Tyler and West, or sorry, that's near Tyler and 29th North. Well, Tyler and 
West 29th Street. More traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and warmer today with a high of 62 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 34. For Tuesday, sunny. Tomorrow's high, 57 degrees. Now clear. Southwest wind at 3 miles per hour, 36 degrees at Richard Dawes Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Steve, in 10 in the morning, some iPhone users may soon get access to app stores outside the Apple App Store. Apple is getting ready to open up iPhones to more outside apps, but not for U.S. users of the smartphone. Forced now to comply with the European Union's new laws granting more rights to use tech devices as people see fit, Apple will allow Europe-based iPhones to install third-party app marketplaces where apps other than on Apple's App Store can be found. The feature will come with the next iOS upgrade due in March. The process is referred to as sideloading, and it would lead to developers avoiding paying Apple for having their apps available to iPhone users. That's a source of revenue that Apple would lose. Those fees have been the cause of sour relationships with companies like Spotify and Epic Games. But it's a feature for which Apple users have long clamored. While the law impacts the EU member states only, U.S. lawmakers and regulators have been discussing similar reforms. With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. Drops in tech stocks dragged the market down Friday for a mixed close. The Dow closing out another winning week as reports suggest inflation's cooling while the economy continues to grow. It finished the day up by 60. The S&P down three points, but the Nasdaq was down by 55, thanks in part to dropping shares of Intel. Pending home sales rose 8.3% in December. The National Association of Realtors was forecasting a 2% increase. Want to run away and work for a rodeo for a bit? You can be a part of this year's Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. They're holding a job fair this weekend for seasonal positions. They're looking for cashiers, event staff, carnival ride attendants, as well as security. Jill Nato, Fox News. 6.51 now, Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS. And today is National Puzzle Day. Whether it's a crossword, jigsaw, trivia... Word searches, brain teasers, or Sudoku puzzles put our minds to work. Studies have found that when we work on a jigsaw puzzle, we use both sides of the brain. And spending time daily working on puzzles improves memory, cognitive function, and problem-solving skills. Ah, there you go. Are you a puzzler? Uh, not. I, I, I like crossword puzzles. That's about as I far do as too, I get. I haven't, I haven't done one for years. Uh my wife likes to do those jigsaw puzzles with the, you know, she had a giant one of the New York skyline. Mm. Had it on the table for, I don't know, a couple of months. Couldn't get it done because there's so much blue sky up there. Every That's, one of these. the challenge. Yep. All, every one of these pieces was the same shape. That frustrates me. That's why I don't do puzzles. Oh, That's one reason I don't either. Hey, let's check in now uh, with uh, Don Grant, CFP, the money trucker. Good morning, Don. Good morning. I may be drawing a huge target on my own back, 
But I would be wary of taking any specific financial advice that's broadcast to a mass audience. I'm critical because every investor is different, and a strategy that is good for one person may cause financial distress for another. There are several notable financial celebrities out there. Dave Ramsey, of course, is one of the most popular with 20 million listeners on a regular basis. He may have some very logical general guidance about money, but some of what he says I think is just plain bad. For example, there's been a kerfluffle over Dave Ramsey's 8% rule. He has stated for years that it is safe to withdraw 8% a year from a 100% equity portfolio and not outlive your savings. But there are several retirement periods between 1965 and 2007, I look back, and when that advice would have been draining or it would ruin an investment portfolio in just longer than a decade. The first flaw in his thinking would be that a retiree would have a 100% stock portfolio. For many, that's taking on much too much risk. Ramsey built his reputation helping a lot of people get out of debt. He's good at that. But his aversion to borrowing limits many from building wealth. He once advised a caller to sell a rental property to pay off his primary residence. The rental property was debt-free, and the income was $2,000 a month, which was just about enough to cover a 2.75% mortgage payment on the caller's home. That advice to me is just plain silly. A 2.75% mortgage is cheap money, and it's loaned against an appreciating asset that creates no income. That's because it's the home they live in. Ramsey's distaste of debt seems to overshadow the caller's opportunity to grow wealth. When you're listening or watching someone who gives financial advice, there are several things to consider. First, they are selling something, whether it's a book on a program or they just want your money. They don't know you, and their advice is often just one size fits all which doesn't always work. And, of course, if you have any questions, you give me a call over at Sabre Wealth. The number is 267-0600. All right. Thank you, Don. 655, Stephen Ted. Coming up, 7 o'clock, top of the hour news this morning. Breaking news, a shooting in West Wichita leaves one dead and one wounded, and it is an officer-involved shooting. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. For live team coverage of breaking news, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A site is selected for the new regional psych hospital. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita police made an arrest in a weekend double homicide. That story is coming up. Three Americans killed in Iran-backed militant drone attack. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. A quiet start to the work week with temperatures running well above average here this afternoon. How warm do we get? Our complete forecast is on the way. An officer involved shooting in West Wichita this morning at Central and Robin. Near Central and Tyler. Police had reportedly been talking with an armed woman several hours when she was shot by an officer. Inside the apartment, police found a dead teenager. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. 
Kansas Bureau of Investigation and Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office are investigating the shooting. And a woman was injured in a house fire this morning in Hayesville. Around 1 a.m., firefighters were called to the 600 block of South Twin Pines near 79th Street South and Broadway with a report of someone trapped. They rescued a woman from a garage. Sedgwick County Fire Battalion Chief Justin Moritz. Two pets were also rescued from the house. No other people were at home. There were no other, no other injuries for firefighters. No other personnel in the house. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. The South Central Regional Psychiatric Hospital now has a location for construction. Sedgwick County Commissioners authorizing beginning negotiations on the building project near Meridian and MacArthur in South Wichita. County Commissioner Sarah Lopez says 11 acres is being donated at that location by Lane Real Estate. We're really excited about the donation of this land because that's a significant amount of money that we can put into expanding the hospital right from the start. The hospital will serve acute inpatient mental health patients and will also be the location for adult forensic beds to alleviate jail overcrowding and shorten wait times on pending evaluations and treatment. A 14-year-old boy from Wichita was arrested Saturday on two counts of felony murder and one count of a juvenile possession of a firearm. In connection with Friday night shootings in northeast Wichita. Just before midnight, Wichita police responded to the 5200 block of East Kensington, northeast of 13th and Oliver, to the report of shots fired. At about the same time, officers were dispatched to an area hospital for the report of two walk-in shooting victims. 14-year-old Imani Shears and 19-year-old Jaquez Roberts, both of Wichita, died from their injuries. Wichita police believe that all parties involved in the incident knew each other and were meeting at the location of the shooting. The deaths marked the second and third criminal homicides in Wichita this year. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Iran says it had nothing to do with an attack that killed three United States service members in Jordan. Despite over 150 strikes against U.S. forces since the war between Israel and Hamas began, this was the first to prove fatal. Three dead and at least 34 wounded in a drone strike on Jordan's border with Syria. President Joe Biden promised to respond to what he called radical Iran-backed militant groups. But Iran insists it's not involved, describing the perpetrators of these attacks as resistance groups. Concerns remain the war in Gaza could escalate across the region. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. House Republicans are moving forward with an effort to impeach... Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Republicans on Sunday released two impeachment articles against Secretary Mayorkas, willful refusal to comply with the law and breach of public trust. New York Republican Congresswoman and GOP Conference Chair Elise Stefanik said on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, the House Homeland Security Committee will take it up Tuesday. The committee will mark up those articles of impeachment and work through the process to bring them to the floor. That process includes debating any amendments to those articles. Should it reach the House floor, a simple majority moves the matter to a Senate trial, which needs a two-thirds vote to convict. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A Wichita man sentenced to the hard 50. He was convicted of killing a former police officer and quick-trip security guard. 44-year-old Leroy West was convicted of first-degree murder in October for the shooting death three years ago of 39-year-old Will Robinson. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. 
season on the line yesterday afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore taking on the Ravens. We've got a lot of highlights coming up in sports. The IRS is hoping for a more efficient tax season. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 7.08 now. Eight minutes past 7 o'clock and 36 degrees. The head of NATO plans to meet this week with American officials about Ukraine funding. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg plans to talk with U.S. defense officials and members of Congress this week to encourage further funding of Ukraine's defense. Stoltenberg said on Fox News Sunday, the importance of support extends globally. This is closely watched uh, in Beijing. So it's not only making Europe more vulnerable, but all of us, also the United States, more vulnerable uh, if uh, Putin gets what he wants. Stoltenberg says he realizes Ukraine funding is being tied to U.S. border security. He says how each ally deals with its own border issues is not for NATO to advise on how to navigate. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. The Internal Revenue Service is hoping for a more efficient tax season. Today kicks off the second tax season since the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act, a bill signed into law by President Biden that sent billions to the Internal Revenue Service. The IRS says the hiring of new employees and added resources will allow for better customer service. That includes opening or reopening taxpayer assistance centers for in-person tax help and a callback feature on its phone line designed to reduce wait times. The IRS expects more than 128 million tax returns to be filed before April's tax deadline. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The legendary true crime series America's Most Wanted comes back to TV along with the subject of one of the show's most memorable cases. I'm Ashley Dvorkin with your Fox True Crime Minute. Activist and kidnapping survivor Elizabeth Smart joined America's Most Wanted for an episode including a missing child case. Little Luisito and Camila were kidnapped by their parents. The children were taken away and were placed with their aunt and uncle to be raised. They love those two children like their own. I mean, they are their son and daughter. And the parents ended up kidnapping them. And from what we can tell, escaping down into Mexico with these. But we need everyone's help. Smart shared her personal connection to the show. It helped bring me home. John Walsh. John had been a huge support to my family while I had been kidnapped. I think he profiled my case, I don't know, probably a dozen times on America's Most Wanted. The last time that he profiled my case, he showed this sketch. And it was less than a month later that I was rescued. Subscribe to the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Ashley Devorkin with your Fox True Crime Minute. A dying thief who confessed to stealing ruby slippers that Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz is expected to stay out of prison after he's sentenced 76-year-old Terry John Martin stole the slippers 19 years ago from the Judy Garland Museum in the late actress's hometown of Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Martin's attorney said he had gone on the straight and narrow but wanted to pull off one last score. KNSS News Time now, 7-11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Have a little bit of a traffic slowdown westbound on Kellogg, and it's approaching I-135, not a, not a big backup, not really seeing any problems causing it, just some... Heavy traffic flow through that area, and so things moving a little slowly. Traffic update from 98.7 at 13.30 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 
And now let's take a look at the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Stephen Ted. How you guys doing? Ah, great. Hey. Yep. Yeah, things are, uh, well, they were pretty nice out there yesterday to wrap up the weekend. Uh, you know, I, I know our weather hasn't been the best, especially, you know, throughout much of last week. It seemed like every day we had the clouds, the fog, the rain at times, uh, some ice or at least having the potential for ice in the forecast. Really flipping the script when it comes to our weather out there. And I'm sure there's not really going to be a whole lot of complaints about that. Today, we're looking at mostly sunny skies, high of 62 degrees. Winds are going to be light. Let me remind you, it's winter time and we're going to be in the 60s later on today. Definitely something to take advantage of while it's here. Skies stay clear tonight dropping down to only 36 so even that winter chill overnight not really going to be all that bad as we'll likely stay above freezing back up to a high of 57 degrees for our tuesday more sunshine at least through the middle of the week wednesday high of 59 now towards the back end of the week thursday starting to notice some changes in the form of a stronger breeze we'll notice a little bit more cloud cover too but we'll still be able to get up to a high of 60 degrees and then once we get to our friday now we're looking at mostly sunny con- or more, uh, mostly cloudy conditions. Only a 10% chance of rain. Looks like a better chance for moisture by the time we get into our Saturday, just in time for the weekend. So far, going with a 30% chance for rain on Saturday. And we'll also cool off, too, after a cold front comes through, down to a high of 49 degrees. Only getting up to 46 degrees on Sunday with a, a 20% chance of seeing some showers sticking around. Now, mind you, with those highs expected to uh, dip down into the 40s later on this week, that's actually where we should be for this time of year. Average high today, 45 degrees. Talking about a high of 46 on Sunday. So even though we're expected to cool down after a nice spring, spring-like stretch, at least it's not going to be too chilly out there. Right now we're at 28 degrees, currently sitting just below freezing with a light west wind at three miles an hour. Barely any cloud cover too, as we should be able to see a nice bright start to the day. Yeah, that's a pretty good forecast for <laughs> the middle of winter. So thank you, Ron L. We appreciate it. KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Stephen, head of the morning here. On KNSS, as he said, the high temperature about 45 normally, and uh, yesterday's high, 55. It sure was nice. Yeah. It was on this date in 2002. What is considered to be the second worst ice storm to hit Kansas began, occurring over a three-day period from January 29th to the 31st. The ice storm produced a mixture of sleet and freezing mm-hmm. rain across the southwest, south-central, and eastern Kansas Ice accumulations were producing uh, ranging from one to four inches. And an ice of a a half an inch is way too much. Four inches. Power outages lasting one to two weeks. Damage around $60 million. And, of course, a lot of trees uh, just covered with ice and the limbs. They come right off. Tumbling down. In fact, it's not a good way to have Kansas Day. I think I've got my camcorder. I think I shot some some, uh, footage of that. Probably got it at home someplace. Anyway, there you go. The ice storm of 2002. That's what happens with those camcorders. You shoot footage of something, and then you never watch it ever again. Yeah, and there's some stuff on there I've got to get off. I've got some great stuff with the grandkids. I've got to get saved someplace permanently. 715, Stephen Ted, January 29th, Kansas Day. On this date in 1995, the San Francisco 49ers became the first team in NFL history to win five Super Bowl titles. Beating the San Diego Chargers forty nine to twenty six in Super Bowl twenty nine. Chargers, yeah. 
Talk show host. That oh. game was a blowout. <laughs> that was not close. Talk show host Oprah Winfrey turning 70 today. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Man. I don't know what you think of her. Some people think she's just mm, out there, but I'll tell you, she was the richest African-American in the 20th century. Hmm. She was North America's first black multi-billionaire. She made a lot of money. She's been ranked the greatest black philanthropist in American history. If she started doing a talk show, TV talk show, I was... I was impressed. She always had it together. She knew what she was doing. She was very professional. I thought she was good at talk show. Now she branched out on all these other things she's done. But she's just got a nose for making money. Mm-hmm. She knows how to do it. Bless her heart. Oprah is 70. 70 now. 70 years old today. Ted, uh, you know, uh, sometimes we just quite don't, don't understand how People with money. I'm, I'm going to go back to go Oprah. Oprah. Of course, I remember for a while there, there was speculation. She's going to run for president and all this. Yeah. You know what? Really intelligent people don't run, run for, president. for president. Isn't that yeah. amazing when there's yeah. always this speculation? That person's going to run for president. Yeah. Those people that are really smart don't, don't want don't anywhere to <laughs> even close to being a politi- in politics. <laughs> That's true. Alyssa Milano, a celebrity, right? She really stepped on it when she started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money. For her 12-year-old son's baseball team, she tweeted, quote, My son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. Three facts. One, she's been working pretty steadily in Hollywood for 40 years and is, by all accounts, a multimillionaire on her mm, own. There you go. Number two, she's also married to David Bugliari, one of the heads of the creative arts agency, a major Hollywood talent okay. agency. So, so her husband would think he's money. making some money. Number three, she drives a $200,000 electric Porsche Taycan 4S with a $14,000 custom paint job. Please, please, please fund my son's. Help her son's baseball yeah, so trip. Go to Cooperstown. Yeah. That's, that's a, Tone deaf. That's a lot Tone of. Tone deaf. That is one cheeky person. Does he realize? Obviously, she doesn't realize. Why should I have to pay for it? When that? people have money, they don't, it doesn't, no, yeah. they don't. Why should I have to pay it's for It's like it? water to them. Yeah. You know, they don't take into account where it comes from or who has some and who doesn't. Just do it. No, I think it's the, the, the height of entitlement. Why should I have to pay for that? Just yeah, because other I, people should pay just for that. I have, have a buttload of money, but why should I have to pay for that? Mm. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I know you well enough that you and I, we haven't got a lot of things handed to us in this life. And seeing people like that just, Makes me want to throw up. <laughs> anyway, there you go. By the way, if you want to go fund me that uh, team, I suppose you can. There's Stephen Ted, 718 Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And it is sports time, and Ted has got some good sports news this morning. Good stuff, right, Ted? Yeah, we had the AFC Conference Championship game in pro football yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs on the road visiting the top seed, the Baltimore Ravens. Two elite teams going at each other here. And this one was very interesting right from the get-go. The Kansas City Chiefs had the offense cranked up, getting into the end zone early in this one. Here's the call, Mitch Holtis on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Second down, goal to go for the Chiefs. The football between the two and the three. 
Hands on his knees is Pacheco. He'll get it again behind left guard. Trying the left, pushing, pushing, touchdown! Kansas City! The Ravens defense has only averaged giving up 16 points a game this year. The Chiefs have 14 if they get the PAT in their first two drives. And those early touchdowns were huge. They were the only two touchdowns the Chiefs would have on the day. I'll tell you what, the passing combination that is epic continued yesterday quarterback Patrick Mahomes finding his tight end Travis Kelsey the Chiefs third down they're five of six on third down they have third and nine at the Raven 21 leading 14 to seven that's seven minutes to go in the half Ravens shifting on the defensive line Mahomes raises the right leg and takes the snap Darts a pass, their side caught by Kelsey, wrapped to the ground at the 12, a gain of nine yards, and now Travis Kelsey with that reception, the all-time NFL postseason reception leader in National Football League history, eclipsing the great Jerry Rice. Yep, Mahomes throwing to Kelsey yesterday, 11 for 11, so they didn't miss. Kelsey ended up with 116 yards in the uh, on receptions, including a touchdown. But the story of this game was the Chiefs' defense. The Baltimore Ravens were considered pretty elite on offense, and they could not get anything going against the Chiefs. Jackson, quick snap again. Chiefs trying to push the pocket. Jackson throws deep middle for the end zone. Intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone. Intercepted by Deion Bush. Back-to-back turnovers in the end zone by the Baltimore Ravens. Deion Bush with the interception. The old Wiley special teams dude. Gets a pick, and Jackson makes a mistake, throwing into the teeth of the Chiefs' coverage. Turnovers yesterday. The Chiefs, zero. The Ravens, three. Mm. That was enough. Mm-hmm. It was enough. The yeah. Chiefs win it 17-10. to The Chiefs are conference champions and heading to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years. So times in this season where the Chiefs have done stupid penalties, mm-hmm. dropped balls, mm-hmm. stumbled balls. Mm-hmm. Not yesterday, yesterday, man. They not were, in the playoffs they here. Were on they've, been, they've been pretty clean here in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Who would the opponent be? For a long time, it looked like it would be the Detroit Lions, who had a big 24-7 lead at San Francisco in the second half yesterday. But then the tables turn. You heard the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. At the three, running back Elijah Mitchell in the eye. There's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell, who pours his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. Three-yard touchdown run by Elijah Mitchell here in the NFC Championship game to extend the San Francisco lead. 33-24 with 3.02 to play. What a comeback by the Niners. 49ers win at 34-31. The Niners are heading for their eighth Super Bowl. So, yeah, here we are. We're 13 days away from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It'll be the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs right now a one-point underdog, according to the odds makers. College men's basketball yesterday afternoon at Coke Arena, Wichita State hosting SMU. And the Shockers were with it yesterday. Down 11 points in the first half, and then the Shockers kind of took over the game for the final 28 minutes. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl with the call on 103.7 KEYN. Phelps penetrating, throws it up, block! And Colby Rogers comes up with it and is fouled. I think it was Rogers who blocked the shot. 
Phelps penetrating, forcing one up. It was blocked. Colby Rogers recovered and now has a one-and-one. And the Shockers converted on those free throws. Six for six at the line in the final three minutes. Shockers came back and beat SMU 77-72, snapping an eight-game losing streak. And the Shockers have now defeated the Mustangs eight times in a row. Yes, they have their number. Mm-hmm. Nice for the Shocks finally get a conference win. That's sports with Stephen Ted. Sports is brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Provides detox, residential, and outpatient services for most insurances and veterans. Bel Air Recovery Center improves the lives they touch. Keep it here for House Call for Health. Prince Andrew's ex-wife announces she has skin cancer. That story and more news on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 on a Monday morning, 36 degrees. Recent attacks on U.S. bases in the Middle East by Iran-backed militias are sparking concern about the escalation of conflicts across the Middle East. The latest left three U.S. service members dead near the Jordan-Syria border. Fox's Trey Yinkst reports from Tel Aviv, Israel. The entire region bracing for the possibility of a broader conflict. There have been more than 159 attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since mid-October. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin also releasing a statement saying, quote, I am outraged and deeply saddened. The president and I will not tolerate attacks on American forces, and we will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our troops, and our interests. Israel is on high alert, understanding that if there is an American response directly against the Iranians, Iran could choose to use one of their largest proxies, Hezbollah, to fire back against America's top ally in the region. Former Wichita City Council member Jeff Blubaugh has filed to run for Sedgwick County Commission. In a news release, Blubaugh says his candidacy is endorsed by the Wichita Fraternal Order of Police, as well as Wichita Firefighters. Bluebaugh is a former member of the Goddard School Board, and he served 11 years on the Wichita City Council. Congress is moving toward the impeachment of Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the migrant crisis at the U.S. southern border. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson reports from the White House. Now here's the text. Alejandro N. Mayorkas knowingly made false statements to Congress that the border is secure, that the border is, quote, no less secure than it was previously, and that the border is, quote, closed, and that DHS has, quote, operational control of the border. Now, here's the response from DHS to all this. It says, quote, this farce of an impeachment is a distraction from other vital national security priorities and the work Congress should be doing to actually fix our broken immigration laws. Now, many Republican congressmen say the southern border is, should be the top national security priority. DHS officials issued a memo dismissing the Republican-led investigation, calling it evidence-free and unconstitutional. The Republican presidential race is down to two people, and former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley insists it will stay that way. Ambassador Haley says no one, not even the GOP itself, can anoint someone to the nomination. Haley reiterated on NBC's Meet the Press the two states that have voted so far can't decide before the rest of America has its say. It's 1,215 delegates to reach the nomination. Donald Trump has 32. I have 17. So let's let this play out. Former President Trump feels resounding wins in Iowa and New Hampshire have all but assured him the Republican nomination. The South Carolina primary, which could make or break Haley's campaign, is less than a month away. 
Gernal Scott, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky, cool across Wichita and south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny with temperatures reaching the upper 50s by lunchtime, 62 this afternoon. Clouds move on in this evening, clearing overnight to low 35. Sunny, not as warm on Tuesday with a high 58. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And now a clear sky, 36 degrees, southwest wind at 3 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Monday, January 29th, 2024. It is Kansas Day. Hey, Kansas Day. And we're celebrating by bringing the mayor on. That's right. It's Mondays with the mayor, Wichita Mayor Lily Wu. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Steve and Ted, and happy Kansas Day. Yeah, what do you do to celebrate Kansas Day? Go out and uh, run around in a wheat field? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's lots of things that you could do. I, I think one of the fun things you could do. Uh-oh. Trivia, so definitely do that. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, your history is you were born in another country, and your family came to America and settled in Wichita. Do you know why why he chose Wichita? And it seems like you, you've enjoyed being here. And I have loved being a Wichita for the past 30 years, and my grandpa lived here before he passed away. And so I'm just grateful that he chose to come to Wichita, and then we had roots here. Um, But I don't know if you guys um, are aware, but there are a lot of immigrants from Asia that come to Wichita, specifically the Vietnamese uh, community. Um, I'm ethnically Chinese, but there's a big Vietnamese population here in Wichita, and uh, you can see it from the vibrancy of their culture um, at our Wichita Asian Festival. Sure. Uh, Well aware of that. I want to bring up something that uh, is serious, but I, I think we ought to discuss it. And that is, uh, we had a, another, we had another couple of shootings involving kids, teenagers, here in Wichita. It just seems like that sometimes that it's nearly out of control. But, but things are being done. People are trying, aren't they? Are is the city doing things to, to try to figure out how to stop these kids from shooting each other? Yeah, it it is really heartbreaking every single time I see a young person that is the victim of gun violence. And I know that this week we already had a meeting in the books uh, regarding this specific topic with some community leaders. And so we will be discussing this much further. I know that there are other organizations, uh, not just in the community, but also at USD 259 um, that do a lot of great work. Uh, they're part of the Future Ready um advocates, and they help young people uh, figure out not only a a path forward uh, in school, but also what are some things that they could do to continue being um, active and not uh, resort to violence. Uh, There's another really great program uh, that used to be Real Men, Real Heroes, uh, and they are all group uh, that continues to empower young people. So there are lots of wonderful organizations that try to help kids. And we as adults uh, can encourage young people to get involved in those positive outlets. I know that Shelly and I, my wife and I, were driving in downtown Wichita over the weekend and and by the old Macy's building, which is being converted into a, a, that all the biomed center down there is very exciting. That, that, uh, if we can get that thing up and going that's going to be a terrific thing for the city and the, uh, the entire region. You know, 
educational opportunities are becoming much more diverse all across our city. And I love that. I love seeing Mitch uh, right at that corner. We have the DO school across the street. And then soon uh, you will be able to see the biomedical center. Just um, not too long ago, you saw the renderings of that new biomedical center between KU, WSU, and WSU Tech. And I think that that excites people. And I hope that that also excites young people to choose to be in Wichita um, and that they can see their path forward with education and the different educational options. So again, another way to help young people and um, really all people with uh, opportunities. You brought up something interesting there that reminded me of something we, a a problem we've had. Oh, I don't know. It seemed like it was a, 10 or 15 years ago, we really had a problem with what we call brain drain. A lot of kids were <laughs> graduating and getting out of town. Uh, I wonder if we've reversed that. My my two are still here. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I chose to be here in Wichita, um, and I remember those words, brain drain, back when I was 18 years old. And 20 years ago, we had this group called Visioneering Wichita as part of the Wichita Chamber. And that's when I was first introduced to that concept. And it really made me sad because I know that community cares about our young people and they care so much that they provide us with this wonderful free education. And so I'm grateful to have been a product of Wichita Public Schools. And I always say, see, adults care about us. Adults invest in our education. And um, so I'm hoping that, yes, that trend of brain brain drain uh, will reverse. But unfortunately, we still uh, send out more uh, kids out of our community community than uh, we retain, and we need to continue retaining more of our young people and people in general, uh, because one of my two key areas is uh, growing our economy, and that means keeping our people, our businesses that are already here, but also attracting new folks and industries into our community. Madam Mayor, I went to see a Come From Away at Century 2 over the weekend, and the place was packed, and I, I get to wondering... Sometimes in our history, Century 2 and its issues seem very front burner, and sometimes it seems like it's on the back burner. Is there anything going on with Century 2, or are we just uh, putting on a new roof and moving on? You know, uh, when I was knocking on doors of many of our Wichitans, uh, what they told me that they wanted to talk about is exactly what we just learned from the annual survey, and that is people want to talk about streets, they want to talk about economic development, and they want to talk about crime prevention. They are of high importance to Wichitans, and so we need to focus on our efforts towards making those things better. And that community survey, actually, you can look at it online right now, Uh, but, you know, just over 71% of people who responded said favorable things about Wichita as a place to live. And so I think that that uh, survey gives us a good idea of how we're going to move forward, especially with the budget process. So um, while specifically about just Century 2, we're talking about what are the things people care about in our community and want electeds to focus on. And so I encourage people, go to the website, look at the survey, and then look at ways you can get involved with giving us feedback on the budget because we're already starting that conversation regarding how we're going to shape the budget moving forward because in a couple of years, we're going to face some tough decisions um, because of a shortfall. So we need to make sure that we are being responsible and taking care of the things that our community wants us to focus on. Yeah, I've had some, uh, a lot of money come in from the Fed during the pandemic that you know, really helped out. But uh, like you said, one of these days, it's not coming in anymore. And uh, we're going to make some choices. 
Yes, uh, some difficult decisions, but I think that there's also an opportunity right now with those um, dollars to focus our attention on things that uh, will be long-term investments for our community. And I mean, just last week, we were in Topeka specifically advocating um, for a solution regarding homelessness. And so um, that happens to be our what we call the MAC or multi-agency center. And that's a one-stop shop uh, location to really help people experiencing homelessness, find a place to have shelter, but then have those wraparound services to figure out what exactly does that individual need? Because again, um, every person has a specific unique story and unique needs. And so this map uh, be more collaborative and then eventually help individuals find that um, housing. All right. Well, listen, thank you for being with us this morning. And uh, we'll, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu, one day's with the mayor with Stephen Ted. There you go. On KNSS. Sounds like back the back burners where Century 2 is right now. Yeah. It's kind of, all right. 743, Stephen Ted. That new roof looks great. <laughs> nice roof. Coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. WSU's NIAR continues research work on the B-1 bomber. That's coming up, Stephen Ted, in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS, 749 here on this uh, this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Kansas Governor Kelly vetoes a flat tax bill. Republicans will try to override that veto. Two. Sedgwick County Commission chooses Meridian and MacArthur as the site for a new state psychiatric hospital. One. 14-year-old boy arrested in a shooting that killed two other teens in northeast Wichita. Three big things, Stephen Head in the morning on KNSS. In traffic, westbound on Kellogg, stalled out vehicle. Watch for a slowdown. This is right around Hillside. It's the area that we're talking about, so watch out for a slowdown there. Again, that's westbound Kellogg, right around Hillside. Traffic update, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and warmer today with a high of 62 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 34. Tuesday, sunny, tomorrow's high 57 degrees. Now a clear sky, 36 degrees, a southwest wind at 3 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You know it makes a great gift for any occasion? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Archaeologists hope to discover the remains of two cities that faced the wrath of God in the Old Testament. Fox on Faith with Lauren Green. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah is one of the most well-known and controversial stories in the Bible's Old Testament. Now, archaeologists are pretty certain they've found evidence of where it's located near the Dead Sea. Archaeologist Dr. Stephen Collins. The Bible took us exactly to the place where Sodom should be located. Sodom had been a bustling metropolis for nearly 3,000 years. The Bible says God rained down fire and brimstone on the area because of her many sins. Scientists have found evidence of a great burst of fire like an asteroid similar to the one that flattened an area of Russia in 1908. Colin says there's no evidence of a military strike, just thousands of years of continuous occupation until one day around 1700 B.C. A massive, catastrophic, meteoritic airburst event out of the sky 
out of the heavens, we might say, exploded onto that area and completely obliterated about 400 square kilometers. To hear more, go to Lighthouse Faith Podcast at foxnews.com. For Fox on Faith, Lauren Green, Fox News. Drops in tech stocks dragged the market down Friday. For a mixed close. The Dow closing out another winning week as reports suggest inflation's cooling while the economy continues to grow. It finished the day up by 60. The S&P down three points, but the Nasdaq was down by 55, thanks in part to dropping shares of Intel. Pending home sales rose 8.3% in December. The National Association of Realtors was forecasting a 2% increase. Want to run away and work for a rodeo for a bit? You can be a part of this year's Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. They're holding a job fair this weekend for seasonal positions. They're looking for cashiers, event staff, carnival ride attendants, as well as security. Jill Nato, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The U.S. Air Force's System Program Office has doubled the ceiling to $200 million dollars on what the National Institute for Aviation Research can spend on digital engineering for the B-1 supersonic heavy bomber. That's according to what NIAR said. Wichita State University's NIAR began working with SPO four years ago. Since then, it's delivered more than 24,000 digital models and developed engineering tools for the military's fleet. And by working on the bombers, NIAR is increasing the number of B-1 aircraft available to fly. The Air Force needs to keep the B-1 operational until the B-1, uh, until the B-21 joins the force. Textron Aviation's fourth quarter saw a decline in output and profit, but the company said in an earnings report that customer demand remains high. Fourth quarter volumes and revenue were lower, reaching $1.5 billion, $58 million lower than the fourth quarter of 2022. Textron Aviation, Wichita's second largest employer, and a division of Textron, Inc., delivered 50 jets in the fourth quarter of 2023, down two year-over-year. Uh, year. Delivery of commercial uh, turboprops fell by 3 to 44 or for the same period. Jason Cox, president of the growing Wichita Aerospace Manufacturing Company, Cox Machine, is going to serve as chair of the board of directors this year for the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. According to the chamber, Cox is going to serve the role through the end of the year. He'll be responsible for guiding chamber initiatives and the organization's new three-year strategic plan. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And today is National Corn Chip Day. How about that? Kansas Day and Corn Chip wow. Day. Wow. Grab the queso or salsa and celebrate National Corn Chip Day. Recognized each year across the country, the day encourages corn chip lovers to whip up their favorite chips and toppings. I don't. I don't think of salsa or queso when I think of corn chips. Hmm. I think of like dip. Yeah. Are you talking about uh, like Fritos? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Well, you said corn chips. Yeah. That's that's is that. Uh, I think their definition here is the more like the uh, Doritos and stuff. But anyway. So you're thinking you're talking corn? about tortilla chips? Yeah. That's that's that made out of corn. I'm not sure. All right. National corn chip. Hey, celebrate any way you want. I guess. Ted. Mm-hmm. Coming up at the 8 o'clock hour this morning, we have a lot of good stuff planned here. Good. On a Monday morning, as usual, we're going to tell you about an officer-involved shooting in West Wichita that has left uh, someone with critical injuries. Ted has sports coming up, right, Ted? 
Get you all your highlights from the Chiefs' win yesterday in Baltimore. We'll have that coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news. The Blur is on the way, too. Looking forward to the Blur. we got really good audio coming your way. That'll be at 8.35 this morning in the Blur. And traffic and weather this morning. Keep it here for the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A site is selected for the new regional psych hospital. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita police made an arrest in a weekend double homicide. That story is coming up. Three Americans killed in Iran-backed drone attack. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. We have a clear sky and cool this morning with sunshine today. Temperatures in the low. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 60s by this afternoon. How long will that last? We have our full forecast in just a few minutes. An officer involved shooting in West Wichita this morning at Central and Robin, near Central and Tyler. Police had reportedly been talking with an armed woman several hours when she was shot by an officer. Inside the apartment, police found a dead teenager. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. Kansas Bureau of Investigation and Cedric County Sheriff's Office are investigating the shooting. And a woman was injured in a house fire this morning in Hayesville. Around 1 a.m., firefighters were called to the 600 block of South Twin Pines. This is near 79th Street South and Broadway with a report of someone trapped. They rescued a woman from a garage, Sedgwick County Fire Battalion Chief Justin Moritz. Two pets were also rescued from the house. No other people were at home. There were no other, no other injuries for firefighters. No other personnel in the house. The woman was hospitalized in critical condition. A site near Meridian and MacArthur Road in South Wichita has been selected to become the location for the South Central Regional Psychiatric Hospital. Sedgwick County Commissioners met in executive session Friday, authorizing the county to begin negotiations for the building project. County Commissioner David Dennis says the new site will serve not just the county, but address delays in the court system for all of South Central Kansas. They go back to jail then. Uh, They are still not convicted of a crime. They may be in jail for six months, nine months, a year before that we can get them uh, a slot at, at Larned. The hospital will serve acute inpatient mental health patients and will also be the location for adult forensic beds to alleviate jail overcrowding and shorten wait times on pending evaluations and treatment. A 14-year-old boy from Wichita was arrested Saturday on two counts of felony murder and one count of a juvenile in possession of a firearm. 
in connection to Friday night shootings in northeast Wichita. Just before midnight, Wichita police responded to the 5200 block of East Kensington, northeast of 13th and Oliver, to the report of shots fired. At about the same time, officers were dispatched to an area hospital for the report of two walk-in shooting victims. 14-year-old Imani Shears and 19-year-old Jaquez Roberts, both of Wichita, died from their injuries. Wichita police believe that all parties involved in the incident knew each other and were meeting at the location of the shooting. The deaths marked the second and third criminal homicides in Wichita this year. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Police Chief Joe Sullivan released a statement Saturday. Receiving notifications about shootings is always disheartening, and it becomes even more saddening when it involves the loss of a child's life. This has to stop. As a community, we must demonstrate to our young people that there are alternatives to violence. Three American service members have been killed, 25 others injured, following a drone attack by Iran-backed militants in Jordan near the Syrian border. Fox's Jennifer Griffin says this is nothing new for Iran. They're using this as an opportunity and with the the mood in the in Arab capitals and across the Middle East uh, uh, against both Israel and the United States, uh, they're using this as an opportunity to to try and again see they're pressuring the U.S. trying to see if the U.S. will pull back its forces and leave the Middle East. It's something that again goes back to the Reagan period period when uh, U.S. Marines and the U.S. Marine barracks was bombed in Lebanon to get the U.S. out of the Middle East. Uh, this has been Iran's goal for decades. The attack occurred on the night of January 27th. Three soldiers were killed, dozens injured. House Republicans are moving forward with an effort to impeach Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. Republicans on Sunday released two impeachment articles against Secretary Mayorkas, willful refusal to comply with the law and breach of public trust. New York Republican Congresswoman and GOP Conference Chair Elise Stefanik said on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, the House Homeland Security Committee will take it up Tuesday. The committee will mark up those articles of impeachment and work through the process to bring them to the floor. That process includes debating any amendments to those articles. Should it reach the House floor, a simple majority moves the matter to a Senate trial, which needs a two-thirds vote to convict. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A Wichita man sentenced to the hard 50. He was convicted of killing a quick-trip security guard who was a former police officer. 44-year-old Leroy West was convicted of first-degree murder in October for the shooting death three years ago of 39-year-old Will Robinson. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. We've got your highlights from the Chiefs game yesterday, visiting Baltimore to see who would go to the Super Bowl. That'll be coming up in sports. Four Saturday crashes in Wichita could have been weather-related. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 8.10, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. Good morning. Emergency crews responded to four crashes in around 90 minutes' time Saturday morning in Wichita. Light freezing drizzle fell across the city Saturday morning, and that may have contributed to the accidents. A man suffered critical injuries in a house fire in South Wichita Saturday afternoon. This was in the 2100 block of Victoria. The cause of the fire is under investigation, and a damage estimate has yet to be, to be released. 
Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley questioned former President Donald Trump's stamina and age at a rally in Conway, South Carolina. I happen to always say that I think we need to have mental competency tests for anybody over the age of 75. He took offense to that. A New Jersey man got a great deal on gas in a neighboring in neighboring Delaware, but then the police showed up. $1,700 worth of fuel for less than 20 bucks. Kelvin Jerron Brand is accused of manipulating a gas pump at a Wawa gas station in Delaware. State police who responded to a reported fuel theft found a special device fastened to the pump. They also found multiple containers filled with gasoline in the back of Jerron Brand's work van. He was taken into custody without incident and was charged with shoplifting, conspiracy, and possession of burglar tools. According to investigators, multiple Wawa gas stations have been targeted recently. Pam Puso, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. And a stalled-out vehicle slowing things down on the roadways. You'll want to watch out. This is uh, westbound on Kellogg. It's pretty close to Hillside. Uh, we also have really things slowing down northbound on I-235, approaching I-135 at the junction there uh, due to the construction. Things really starting to back up there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell out of the mid to upper 30s across south central Kansas overnight. We're expecting to run well above average today. Our normal high this time of year is 45. Today's high 62. Some clouds will move on in this evening with a frontal boundary, our low 35. Sunny Tuesday and 58. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And now a clear sky, 36 degrees, southwest wind at 3 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen in the morning, 8.12 now, and let's welcome Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern with us this morning. Good morning, Jared. Good morning to you. Hey, we're looking at uh, you know, this politics again this morning, and it, uh, is it going to be a Biden versus Trump rematch? You're going to see the same well, two guys? Well, I mean, if, if uh, nothing significantly changes in in this race it certainly looks like it doesn't it i know nikki haley is uh still in south carolina she is looking for uh, a big upset there and that's probably what's going to need to be uh, needed if there's any change in, in kind of the trajectory of this race right um the republican party is down to really just two uh candidates here and and as we have seen in both iowa and new hampshire uh trump has uh, really the overwhelming support of the Republican base, of those kind of Republican primary uh, voters, they have really coalesced around him. Where we see strengths with Nikki Haley are more of the sort of anti-Trump or never-Trump kind of Republican wing, certainly a much smaller makeup of the Republican Party than it once was. And she does really well with independents. Independents cannot vote in every primary, cannot vote in every Republican primary. And so that's why this path is pretty narrow for her, and she's going to need probably a, a pretty big upset um, to, even if she doesn't win South Carolina, to certainly show that that she is making up ground amongst uh, Republican-based voters that have any kind of momentum heading in into uh, Super Tuesday, the first Tuesday of uh, March. So basically, then we it would appear that we just have Nikki Haley and and Donald Trump on the Republican side. Yeah. We've got nobody but Biden on the. 
on the Democrat side, or do we have somebody else that's coming along we well, don't know, you know about? Dean Phillips has been running. He is a congressman from Minnesota. He got 20 percent of the vote in New Hampshire in a primary in which President Biden was not on the ballot because he was not officially competing there and still won through a write-in campaign. Um, The first uh, Democratic primary, for all intents and purposes, is in South Carolina, where, uh, if you'll recall, uh, four years ago is a state that propelled Uh, Joe Biden to the nomination after he had really, really bad finishes in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, It is a state that uh, he has spent time in. He was there this past weekend campaigning. He will be back, I would imagine, uh, before the primary this upcoming weekend. And so, again, he's an incumbent president. The idea that a a challenger would would up in an incumbent president is pretty unlikely. and uh, it doesn't seem that to be likely this time around either. Yeah, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of interest in this. I, I, I think, it, and yet we're still, what, eight, ten months out, whatever, almost I mean, a year. And that's what's, yeah, and that's what's fascinating is, you know, after New Hampshire, the Biden campaign had a, a press call and basically declared Donald Trump was going to be the Republican nominee, and they were full steam ahead uh, to the November general election. So the Biden campaign is already uh, running as if it's going to be Trump, crafting its message to compare Trump and Biden to set up that matchup. Uh, And kind of when they were asked about the the likelihood of some other Republican being able to to unseat Trump, they were like, listen, we're looking at the same data as everybody else, right? And so the the general election is very much underway uh, for President Biden's reelection campaign. Uh, Trump's campaign would like for that to be the case. They've kind of put a lot of pressure on Nikki Haley and others to to, uh, end this and and start what would be um, just a historically long general election. I mean, my goodness, usually we think about the general election starting, you know, around Labor Day. Um, It sounds like we'll probably have a general election before Memorial Day at this rate. Yeah. All right. Listen, thank you for for your coverage, we appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern this morning. 817, Steve and Ted in the morning on this Kansas Day. We are celebrating the, the birth of a, of a state, the sunflower state, Kansas. 817, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, it is sports time again with Ted Woodward. And we take a look at pro football action yesterday. Two games, conference championship games. And the winners of those two games are going to the Super Bowl. We'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs visiting Baltimore, the top seed in the Ravens in the AFC yesterday. Of course, you heard the game right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Chiefs and the Ravens hooking up to elite teams to see who would emerge from the conference. I'll tell you what, the Kansas City Chiefs were on point yesterday, and they got into the end zone early. How about that? Here's the call, Mitch Holtis on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Tenth play of the Chiefs drive is first and ten after the penalty at the Raven 19 near hash. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelce. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelce for a 19-yard touchdown. Good job for the Chiefs, and they found the end zone again in the first half against a pretty good Ravens defense. So nice job by the Chiefs to put some points on the scoreboard in the first half. Tight end Travis Kelsey, 11 catches for 116 yards, including that touchdown. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing to Kelsey, 11 for 11. So they hooked up 
They didn't miss. No, sir. Mahomes ended up 30 of 39 passing on the day. Uh, yet, the story of the game was the Kansas City Chiefs defense, especially the play of the game here when the Ravens looked like they were going to get an easy touchdown. Flowers sprints out to the near side, Sneeds on him. Shotgun position as they now shift. And they've got a wide receiver, Aguilar, tight to the right side. Back to throw is Lamar Jackson. Over the middle, caught by Zay Flowers and lunges for the end zone. They're going to say the ball's out. They're going to say the ball is out in the end zone. The Chiefs think they have the ball in the end zone. No official has been given yet. They're going to say a touchback. The Chiefs recover the ball in the end zone. Zay Flowers caught the ball and fumbles the ball Running into the, the end zone. The runner fumbles short of the goal line, recovered in the end zone. Kansas City has a touchback. Say Flowers hit short of the end zone and fumbles the ball. The Ravens inches away from a touchdown, but the Chiefs knock it out. How about that? The Ravens scored zero touchdowns in the final 50 minutes of this game. They had eight possessions. Three of them were turnovers in the final 50 minutes. The rest of them were punts. How about that? The Kansas City Chiefs win again on the road. And the Ravens fans are heading to the exits. But the story of this game in the second half, the Chiefs defense. This game is over! And you can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons! The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of the AFC, 17-10 over the Ravens. Chiefs heading to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. It's only the third time it's ever happened in NFL history. So this golden era for the Chiefs continues. All right, who is the opponent? The Detroit Lions? The Lions did have a 24-7 lead at San Francisco yesterday, but the Lions blew that lead. And the 49ers win it. Curdy is under center. He takes the snap. He backpedals a step. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. The sideline's empty. With the comeback for the ages, the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl and ripping the heart out of the Lions. San Francisco overcomes a 17-point halftime deficit to beat Detroit 34 31 and for the eighth time the franchise of the 49ers will play for the Vince Lombardi trophy it'll be the Chiefs and the 49ers in Las Vegas in a rematch of Super Bowl 54 we're 13 days out from the Super Bowl the Chiefs and the 49ers of course you'll hear that game live right here on KNSS in 13 days Mm mm-hmm College men's basketball yesterday afternoon at Coke Arena. Wichita State hosting SMU, a team in the top 40 in the nation in metrics. Shockers didn't care about that. Wichita State controlled the final 28 minutes of this game, coming from 11 down in the first half to beat the Mustangs. Wichita State with the ball, down one, 40 seconds to go in regulation. Bell drives right out to Poto. Underneath for DeGray, another layup. And the Shockers take the lead with 35 seconds to go. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl with the call yesterday on 103.7 KEYN. The Shockers finished. Here's the, the number eight. It was very important in this one. The Shockers ended the game on an 8-0 run in the final 100 seconds. 
come back and beat SMU 77-72. The Shockers snap an eight-game losing streak with that win. And the Shockers have now beaten SMU eight times in a row. They have their number. Magic number eight. That's good. Good stuff. The Shockers finally get their first conference win of the season. Good fun game yesterday at Coke Arena. That's sports with Stephen Ted. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Texas governor is duty-bound to protect citizens from immigrants. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntyre. Ted Woodward, 830 on this Monday morning. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has vetoed the flat tax bill. The governor had said she was willing to have other tax conversations, but she wouldn't sign a proposal that includes a single rate income tax. Senate President Ty Masterson and House Speaker Dan Hawkins both condemned Kelly's veto. Hawkins says House Republicans will attempt a veto override. Masterson says the governor was unwilling to work across the aisle. The search continues for the bronze statue of Jackie Robinson stolen from McAdams Park in North Wichita. Crime Stoppers and League 42 are offering a $2,500 reward for information leading to the arrest of the suspects and a $5,000 reward for the recovery of the statue. Wichita Metro Crime Commission President Steve Colmia says this type of vandalism needs to be stopped. It's time for us, and thanks to our WPD, to take our city back from this type of vandalism. It's uncalled for. Anyone with information about this crime is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. Israeli officials could reach a ceasefire deal with Hamas soon. Fox's Jeff Paul has the latest. Officials say the deal would stop Israel's military campaign for two months in exchange for more than 100 hostages captured during the October 7th attacks by Hamas. Israel says there are still some gaps in the talks with the U.S., Qatar and Egypt, but calls them constructive. They are expected to continue next week. Deal were agreed to by Israel and Hamas. It would be divided into two phases. The first phase would see Hamas release women, children, wounded, and elderly hostages over 30 days. second phase would see the rest of the hostages freed. In turn, Israel would cease military operations in Gaza and allow humanitarian aid to enter the country. President Biden is urging Congress to accept a deal stemming the flow of migrants across the southern border, but Republicans are at odds about it. The president calls the proposed reforms tough and fair. Oklahoma Republican James Lankford is one of the Senate negotiators. He says the goal is zero illegal crossings daily. That means... There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport. But Republican Florida Senator Rick Scott says the president can close the border, but won't. So a deal won't help. If we can't force Biden to to secure the border, we need to shut the border today. Both men on Fox News Sunday. House Speaker Mike Johnson said the deal would be dead on arrival in his chamber. Gernal Scott, Fox News. There are no scheduled meetings this week for the Wichita City Council and the Sedgwick County Commission. The City Council does not hold meetings on the fifth Tuesday of the month. Their next regular meeting takes place February 6th. The county will take a week off from meetings as well. They will be back Wednesday, December 7th. 
Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky, cool across Wichita and south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny with temperatures reaching the upper 50s by lunchtime, 62 this afternoon. Clouds move on in this evening, clearing overnight to low 35. Sunny, not as warm on Tuesday with a high 58. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now clear, 36 degrees, a southwest wind at 3 miles per hour. Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, in the morning, 8.51 here at KNSS on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Kansas Governor Kelly vetoes a flat tax bill. Republicans will try to override that veto. Two. Sedgwick County Commission chooses Meridian and MacArthur as the site for a new state psychiatric hospital. One. 14-year-old boy arrested in a shooting that killed two other teens in northeast Wichita. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. The uh, traffic volumes have thinned out pretty considerably. If they do pick up, you want to continue to watch out. Uh, we have a stalled-out vehicle. This is westbound on Kellogg, pretty close to Hillside. Otherwise, things in the traffic here in the Wichita area looking pretty good right now. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and warmer today with a high of 62 degrees. Yesterday's high was 55. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 34. And then on Tuesday, sunny, tomorrow's high, 57 degrees. Now clear, 36 degrees, a southwest wind at 3 miles per hour at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stock market is open and trading this morning. The Dow trading up by 21 points. And the S&P 500 is up nearly five points. NASDAQ is up 30 points. Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Textron Aviation's fourth quarter saw a decline in output and profit. But the company said in an earnings report, customer demand remains high. Fourth quarter volume and revenue were lower, reaching $1.5 billion. And that's $58 million lower than the fourth quarter from 2022. Textron Aviation is Wichita's second-largest employer in the division of Textron, Inc., and Textron Aviation delivered 50 jets during the fourth quarter. That's down two from the year before. Delivery of commercial turboprops fell by three, down to 44 over the same period. Jason Cox, president of the growing Wichita Aerospace Manufacturing Company, Cox Machine, will serve as chair of the board of directors this year for the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Cox, who will serve in the role through the end of 2024, will be responsible for guiding chamber initiatives and the organization's new three-year strategic plan, according to the chamber. The U.S. Air Force's System Program Office has doubled the ceiling to $200 million on what the National Institute for Aviation Research can spend on digital engineering for the B-1 supersonic heavy bomber. NAA, that's according to NIAR on Friday. Wichita State University's NIAR began working with SPO four years ago. Since then, it has delivered more than 24,000 digital models, developing engineering tools for the military's fleet. And by working on the bombers, NIAR is increasing the number of B-1 aircraft available to fly. The Air Force needs to keep that B-1 operational until the B-21 joins the force. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Alaska Airlines has begun flying Boeing 737 MAX 9 jetliners again for the first time since they were grounded after a panel blew out of the side of one of the airline's planes. 
The airline says in a statement that it has completed its final inspection of their group of the aircraft. They say they resumed flying the MAX 9 with a flight from Seattle to San Diego Friday afternoon. So that's some good news about the, the MAX 9. Steve and Ted here, uh, National Puzzle Day. Whether it's a crossword, jigsaw, trivia, word searches, brain teasers, Sudoku, puzzles out your minds to the work, put your minds to the work. And studies have found that when we work on a jigsaw puzzle, we, we use both sides of our brain. That's good, I guess. Yeah, right? that's why I don't like doing them. Mm. Spending too time. Too much effort. Yeah, you know, it's too much, uh, too much effort. Yeah. My mother, my late mom, used to get these books with all these little things where you circle the words in them, and she mm-hmm. do that by the hour. Mm. At any rate, I'm not a big puzzle fan either. I do crossword puzzles. Crossword now? I like the jumble. Remember that when it used to be in the paper? The jumble. Oh, I never could get that one. Puzzle day. Figure it out. Glenn Beck program coming up here. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have uh, Ken Paxton on. He's the Attorney General of the State of Texas talking about that border controversy. And our news at the top of the hour this morning, site selected for the new regional psych hospital. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show. News updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. The new year is here. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.